Hey everybody, it's Fem Trash, and this is gonna be potentially a super short episode because we didn't get to talk about And I Darken by Kirsten White, which was our current book club read. And so we're doing it now! Yeah! Oh, let's introduce ourselves. So I'm Melody, one of the co-hosts of and Fem I'm Trash. Jennifer. Don't talk over me, bitch. <laughs> Look, I didn't know you weren't done, bitch! <laughs> And we do this podcast where we love each other so much and talk about things we enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we've been best friends for a really, really, really long time. And somehow she hasn't gotten tired of me yet. Nope. Nope. Use my bitch. Pending, I'm your bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about... Well, I guess, I don't remember when the episode went up this week, but it was a conversation from, like, the week before. We talked about all the stuff that we were into, so you should check out the last episode if you want, like, the normal, the norms. Yeah, we hit hit up, like, the movies we've seen and the TV shows and um, any -hmm. kind of, like, new music that's been happening lately. You know, just all this pop culture stuff that everyone's, like, so crazy about. Alright, okay. so I'm going to read the synopsis of And I Darken, which is the first of a series by Kirsten White, and then we can just hopity skippity jumpity right into it. Okay. I don't know how to say a lot of this, so I'm just going to fudge my way <laughs> well, through it. I, well, there's only really one word I'm not sure about, but I might just go back and forth and whatever's right is right at least once in the podcast. You know what I say. If it's not a movie yet where they can say it to my face, then I'm saying it correctly until proven wrong, so I don't care. Jesus. <laughs> right. <clears throat> no one expects a princess to be brutal. And Leda Dragwulia. Yeah, no, oh, the oh. last name is what fucks me yeah, up. like Dragwalia Dra- or something. Yeah, there's too many consonants. Anyway, likes it that way. Ever since she and her younger brother Radu were wrenched from their homeland of Wallachia and abandoned by their father to be raised in the Ottoman courts, Leda has known that being ruthless is the key to survival. She and Radu are doomed to act as pawns in a vicious game, an unseen sword hovering over their every move. For their lineage that makes them also special makes them targets. Leda despises the Ottomans and bides her time, playing her vengeance for the day when she can return to Wallachia and claim her birthright. Radu longs only for a place where he feels safe, and they meet Mehmed, the defiant and lonely son of the sultan, who's expected to rule a nation. Radu feels that he's made a true friend, and Leda wonders if she's finally found someone worthy of her passion. But Mehmed is heir to the very empire that Leda has sworn to fight against, and that Radu now considers home. Together, Leda, Radu, and Mehmed form a toxic triangle that strains the bonds of love and loyalty to the breaking point. Dun, dun, dun. Melody, would you like to lead this one as you chose this book? Sure, I would love to. Yay. So this is like a historical sort of retelling of like the the real like Vlad the Impaler story, Mm -hmm. but instead of Vlad being a man in this he's actually been turned into a girl who is um Ladislav like called uh Leda or Lada for short depends on how you want to pronounce it Mm -hmm. I guess and I I had to say like I had been kind of putting this one off for a while because I'm such a big fan of like Dracula and Vlad the Impaler like and Mm -hmm. when I say big fan I mean like 
I would like to bone him. So I was <laughs> so I was really kind of like turned off from the idea of making the character female, which normally I would be all for. Like normally I don't have a problem with it, but since like you know the um like Dracula the man and like the myth is so important to me, like as a as such like a prominent sexual figure in my history, I was kind of like I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about this. But I will say <laughs> that I like this book a lot more than I initially thought I would, but also not as much as I hoped I would, if that makes sense. Um, but it still gets a solid four-star rating from me because mm-hmm. I really liked how um, it was very, like, intricate and with, like, the characters' motivations and, like, their relationships with each other, and it was, like, super political, which is one of my jams for stories. Um, I really like to yeah. see people do, like, political stuff well um and it's so much better than real life politics like fictional politics over real politics five ever so you know that's great (laughs) (laughs) um but i will say the thing that counts in its favor is that it was um it is more of like a slower paced kind of book um Mm -hmm. and there wasn't really any parts that super surprised me or wowed me at any point but it was still like Mm -hmm. incredibly well done i thought Um, and I was actually surprised because like I expected, um, which I mean, now after, after hearing you read the synopsis again, it makes sense that it was this way, but I actually expected for maybe like only half of the book to cover where they were in the Ottoman courts. And then like the next Mm -hmm. half being, being like later moving on to, pursue her throne or whatever I didn't expect for like basically the whole book being that build up to her finally going but I kind of liked it because um like all the pieces had to be placed very slowly and carefully and it like and it really showed like the book talks about all the threads of power that people have like how they've connected themselves to other people and have kind of like moved themselves forward in the world so I was really happy to see that it wasn't like too hasty on like mm-hmm. working for to build that web of influence for both like not just Leda but also like Radio and Mehmet as well so mm-hmm. that that's my initial take and I'll, I'll launch into more stuff as we keep talking about it but how about you Jen how did you feel about it I think I definitely liked it I found myself kind of wanting to skim a little bit though mm-hmm. and it's not because anything she wrote wasn't interesting it's just I didn't I don't know. I I honestly didn't know where this book was going mm-hmm. because I also don't typically read too much about something before I pick it up if it's recommended to me by somebody else, which in this case you had chosen the book. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, I'll just go into it blind. And so the very beginning of the book, I did not care for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that opening as a reminder is just like her dad, I guess his reaction reactions to the different births of all three of his children and then like the way her mom was just kind of like wafing around and like I can't wait to get out of here and then like just sort of like this enslaved like wife of his and then eventually they just never see their mom again and it's just like that's the end of that little story Mm -hmm. and it does kind of do something to establish who her father like stack ranked in the family Mm -hmm. but at the same time it like 
there was just something about the prose I just didn't particularly care for. And so when I was reading it, I was like, this is not a really good opener to, like, get me into it. Mm-hmm. And then I think sometime around, it was the scene where Radu's getting picked on and bullied and Leda comes out of the woodwork and just, like, sinks her teeth in the kid's shoulder and just, like, makes him whimper off crying. That's when I was like, okay, this is actually funny and there's something coming from this. Mm-hmm. But it took, and I mean, granted, that's like probably the very next scene, but it still took, you know, a few pages to get there. So I was kind of like, I don't know what's happening in this first chapter, but I did, I think I'm at like a three or four with this. I don't know. There were so many parts of it that were really cool. I liked how layered all of the characters were. I liked that when you first meet Leda, she's very much like her father's like shadow. And then you come to find that like she is protecting Radu not just because she wanted to pick a fight with those boys, which she did, but yeah, she's she did. protecting Radu. <laughs> she, she's protecting Radu because she actually does care for him as her brother, even though he pisses her off because he's so soft, mm-hmm. where she has always been taught that that's, like, a weakness. Mm-hmm. I also... The thing I thought was really interesting just about her character in general was it reminded me a lot of Kate from Monsters of Verity, mm-hmm. where... She was so determined to be the eye of her father's everything. Like, she wanted to be that focus. She wanted to, you know, overthrow her oldest brother's, like, reign over the other, like, Janissaries. And just, like, she wanted to be top dog in her family's, like, rankings. Mm -hmm. And then slowly over time, though, the thing that kind of separates her from Kate because it took Kate a long time to get there because she was so stuck on, like, my dad's going to be here for me type of thing was that Leda realizes pretty early on her dad is a weak imbecile. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't want to be him. I want to overthrow him now and actually be what my country deserves, which I thought was really cool for, like, a 12, 13-year-old to figure out. Mm -hmm. Because you don't really see that, like, independence really come out of someone that young. I think for for Leda, like, she... Especially since she doesn't have a lot of, like, female figures in her life. She mm-hmm. she still sees enough to where, like, she's acutely aware that in her current society, her being born female automatically made her lesser. Like, her, right, yeah. like her older brother got handed everything, not just because he was the oldest, but because he was male. And even if, like, he mm-hmm. died, Radu, even though he was younger, he would then inherit... And Lida would mm-hmm. be passed over regardless of any kind of talent she had or anything just mm-hmm. because she was female. Like, she was um, she was slated as being a bargaining chip to be married off like her mother was. And she's, like, so determined to not be that to the point where... Yeah. The thing, this is what I liked about her was how much, like... And it's commented on in the book. Like, she's aware that she's kind of like an ugly girl and she's happy about that. Um, Mm -hmm. and she tries to use that to her own advantage and she tries to like emulate more male behavior because she thinks that's what's going to get her like notice. And in a way it does, but I do, I do like how the further on in the book, the more she starts questioning like the power she's attributed to her ugliness and the way that she acts more male And part of that is actually, it's not just due to, like, the other women in her life she meets, but it's also due to, like, looking at Radu. Mm -hmm. Because, like, like, Leda is more like, she's she's really thorny. 
to others um, brilliant, like super strategic, she'll always like stick to her guns outwardly, even though like internally she's usually questioning herself. Yeah. But I like the fact that Radu, meanwhile, was actually like, he was described even as a boy as being beautiful to the point Mm -hmm. where he eventually gets like the nickname of like Radu the Handsome when he's older. And he, mm-hmm. he displays a lot more feminine qualities than his sister does. Like he like you said, like he's more soft. He plays the political game more than he does a physical game at all. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like because Raddy was so like instantly handsome, when he gets older he's also more instantly well liked. He's more sociable. Yeah. Whereas like Leda's ugliness never really protects her like she thought it would. Because mm-hmm. she even gets like molested by a janissary before she even realizes it happened and granted like it doesn't go too far like someone else steps in but she was like really shaken by that which i thought was interesting i really liked how like radio like radio had all of these feminine qualities even before he acknowledged his sexuality as being a gay mm-hmm. man at this time and he realized that his own strengths lied in like conversing with others steering them where he wants them to go in knowledge like who's talking to who um, who mm-hmm. is allied with who. And it's so funny because, like, Huma, the, um, the head courtesan, who was, um, mm-hmm. the sultan's wife, uh, Mehmed's mom, she did the same kind of thing to, to protect yeah. Mehmed and to get, to get him where she wanted him to be politically, too. And it's so funny because, like, so many people attribute that kind of, like, not necessarily underhandedness, but being like un- like being unobtrusive, but very observant, and being very mm-hmm. politically minded as being like a a woman's power. But here, yeah. that's what actually wins thrones and keeps them kept. It's not just people going out and fighting other people. It's like, okay, how do we win the throne in like my son's favor or in this person's favor, and then how does he keep it? So I yeah. think it's really interesting that um, Lada was kind of faced with that. Like, like she's trying to do the male thing of, like, yeah, let's conquer and let's fight and let's, like, assert dominance. But there's a deeper level to the game she has to play that she doesn't have any experience mm-hmm. with that Radu does. Whereas, like, he doesn't yeah. really have much experience with fighting, but he knows how to lead and inspire people. I actually, like, wrote down as one of my footnotes to Leda was, like, the theme of privilege that I appreciated that was always in it. Mm-hmm. Because even, like, one of the very first things that she uses to describe Bogdan, and, like, I wrote down the quote because I thought it was really interesting, mm-hmm. was people always already respected him more than they did his mother, the nurse, and it made Leda's jaw ache the ease with which life greeted Bogdan. And I really appreciated that because Bogdan was someone who was capable but he was also still very much a kid, mm-hmm. but things were just being thrown at him because of him just existing as a male, yeah. whereas, like, she was a prince's daughter, you know, the dragon's daughter or whatever her, like, you know, little name was, and it didn't fucking matter at the end of the day. Like, she was just, you know, like you were saying, a tool, mm-hmm. but I appreciated that. I don't know. I The other thing about how layered she was that I appreciated was not just that stuff because like that's important to her character but I appreciated like when she did recognize that she was actually close to someone Mm -hmm. because it actually would completely catch herself she'd catch herself off guard being upset 
by how close she was by other people. And, like, I really appreciated that because even when her and Radu and Maymed were having all of their tender moments, like, she wanted to pull away, but, like, she couldn't because she never actually had any of that before. Mm -hmm. She, like, there's even, like, moments when, like, Radu, when, I can't remember his name, but their oldest brother, when he, like, pushes Radu into, like, the thorn bush Mm -hmm. and, like, hurts him and stuff, Mm -hmm. and... She's, like, yanking the thorns out of him and just being really, like, rough with him. And then when she ended up also hurting herself, he's, like, super gentle with her. Like, she made note of that. Like, she made an actual mental note of those moments rather than just being, like, that's just Radu being Radu, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, she actually, like, took the time to be, like, he's everything I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was really a nice touch because it's, like, Leda's not just defiant to be defiant she's defiant with a purpose but also like she recognizes the good qualities in people she's not just like this really rough around the edges fuck everybody person Mm -hmm. and i i don't know that there was a lot of dimension to that character i think and even with radu who seemed at the beginning like he was just this like clingy whiny kid but even he had yeah like you understood why he was like that because he never really had any affection from anywhere except from the nurse. And he he never felt seen until it was actually, like, Leda who saved him on the ice and declared him hers. It's just it's just stuff like that. Like, you know, like, like Leda, obviously, like you said, is very frustrated with him and sees him as being too soft and, and knows that that softness mm-hmm. um, will get him killed. But yeah. she'll be damned if anything's going to hurt him while she can do something to protect him. And my favorite, like, exchange from them was when he was like, will you protect me? And she's like, until the day I kill you. And I was just, I don't know. And it's like, seeing Radu also tackle religion was really interesting. Yes. I don't know, finding it for himself was just really cool. Yeah. Because they, you know, there was obviously, like, they grew up in this, like, Western European, like, Christian environment that even still her father never really believed and he yeah. just used as a weapon yeah, cause, so cause she this was, was this was happening during their crusades so yeah so yeah and but then like to have when they get pushed out and they're like hanging out you know with Mehmed and learning and everything like that to see not only Radu come into religion for his own reasons and like learn for himself but the fact that it was revealed a little bit after that that, like, he had secretly been kind of, like, practicing it, practicing Islam before that, and now he was just wanting to take it seriously, but he didn't know how to tell. Leto was really interesting. I, re- I don't know. I really liked that because you got two different versions of, like, the way religion was either used as, like, actual faith and then the way mm-hmm. it's been weaponized during this time, and I thought that was a really nice, like, hot take. Yeah, me too. Um, I liked how it treated both Christianity and Islam because I feel like like it wasn't just a one size fits all kind of thing that a mm-hmm. lot of books do, where it wasn't just like completely written off either. And I like how because like the book, in case we haven't been clear, the book is told from like alternating points of view. Like one chapter will be Leda, one chapter yeah. will, will be Radu. So you you get to see both of their takes on it. And I think, like, like you said, like, like, Leda views Christianity kind of like her father did, and she recognizes that it is a tool, and she doesn't really have much faith, and she she abhors Islam not because of the religion itself, but just because it's the religion of the enemy that's holding them captive. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like, like Radu actually finds 
peace and comfort with Islam that he he says that he never felt with Christianity. Like, he never felt with going through the motions um, back in Wallachia or whatever. Um, yeah. So I like how, like you said, like, he found that for himself. And even though he knew that it would be a point of contention between him and his sister, he still went for it because it's what made him feel like he was home for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like, too, how, like, after he's accepted Islam, another point of contention for him personally is just his sexuality because he is a gay man in a time where it's not accepted either for the religion or um, in the country. But the book also wasn't like, but he's also the only gay man in the Ottoman Empire. He's not. He's not the only gay person. Yeah. Like you see other gay characters who are either like keeping it under wraps or who are a little bit open, but only because they know... Like, they picked up on Radu's sexuality, and they're, like, bonded together. Which is what, you know, yeah. LGBTQ groups do now. Um, mm-hmm. They band together, and they watch out for each other. Um, and I like and I like how it wasn't even just gay men. Like, there's um, Lazar and Sully, but who gravitate towards Radu. But then there's also Nazira and Fatima. They have a relationship while Nazira marries Raddy and it's kind of like they're they're marrying each other to protect each other and so they can both pursue their own happiness which I think is great hey fem trash listeners it's your girls Ariel and Jennifer we're the hosts of a little podcast called within walking distance That's right, WWD is a podcast between two long-distance best friends who take a walk through their town and talk about news and trends and just catch up on life. And we even have an Instagram galley for each adventure. Interested? You can find us on most major podcast providers now. Hope you listen to the latest episode of Within Walking Distance. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. her writing style yeah I thought that there was a lot of really cool ways that she said things I wrote one quote that I liked because it was when Leda was talking about her father he like gave her a slight look that made her think he was being nurturing for like half a second and then it just like it dissipated because that's just the way he was Mm -hmm. But the quote was like, the first time he'd ever truly looked at her and the memory of that was both a pleasure and an agony she had been nurturing ever since. And I don't know, I really fucking liked that a lot. But there was like little moments like that throughout the entire book that I was like, God damn, I can't write. (laughs) (laughs) Like what I really liked about her was how like she never had to resort to making her writing style flowery to make it beautiful and to get a point across. Mm -hmm. You know, I always felt like it was actually like a pinprick like it was more direct and it was something that like sank into your skin and like really like whoa before you even realized it because I feel Mm -hmm. like like it could be a writing style that could be viewed as understated until you like get in the trenches and really like experience it oh I want to talk about like the 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 POV changes that I liked so much 
Um, because, like, we're going back and forth between, like, Leda's talking about this event and then Radu's talking about this. And sometimes they're talking about the same things, just their perspective on things. I like mm-hmm. how, like, especially when they're older and they're figuring their own respective stuff out and their place in this court and trying to figure out their future. I like how, through their own point of view, the other sibling always looks so skilled and so sure of themselves like they have everything together but then when you flip yeah. it back to their point of view you realize how much they envy each other's strengths and feel like they have no idea mm-hmm. what they're doing and it just it's just so it's just so true of like i think how we how we think about other people in our lives and how we get so in our heads like we see all the good things about them and all the bad things mm-hmm. about ourselves and we never like talk about this stuff like, we never talk yeah. about, you know, well, you know, I really admire that you do this because I can't, you know, like, it's something mm-hmm. that we try to, like, we try to hide our insecurities and we try to hide our weaknesses instead of, like, talking them out and realizing our own strengths. I mean, they were, they were bound together with, like, by, by being siblings, but it also helped, like, form wedges between them and spots, um, especially yeah. once Mehmed came into the picture. I just, I thought it was so sweet that no matter how shitty Leda was to him growing up, anytime they had a new friend that got in the middle of him getting Leda time, he was very much just like, little brother, like, this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking cute to me. Mm-hmm. And I also, they were talking, he was talking to the chief eunuch, or he, I don't remember if he was actually talking to him now that I think about it. But anyway, they were talking about concubines at some point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I know when it was. It was when, um, it was when the, uh, Janissary, like, assassin tries to kill Maimed mm-hmm. and, like, Leda kills him. And so then they take off running or whatever and the chief eunuch, like, gets them into, like, <laughs> Radu was like, oh, he was like, he always pictures concubines as, like, his nurse where they're just always talking about stuff and, like, sewing and shit like that. And he was like, I mean, I know that's not what they do, but that's all I can think about. And I busted out laughing. <laughs> I was like, my precious little muffin. <laughs> he would be the type of person to go to brothel and be like, I just want to hang out, guys. <laughs> yes. They're just all, like, so deliciously complicated, and I love deliciously complicated characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always love seeing, too, like, someone who starts off very soft and, like, gets bullied a lot kind of grow into their own person and they don't they're not forced into this like box where they have to become a soldier to toughen up and like be a specific type of way to grow up they just like grow up on their own Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what rated but i mean they both did that but that's really what radu did i think most specifically because like leda all of her tendencies and everything she carried with her it was very much hers, but she had adapted it from the world around her, whereas Radu always kind of stuck to his own core and just kept moving with, like, his gut. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that about both of them, really. Yeah. There's two scenes I want to connect, because I think they're both very interesting. When they're first brought to the Ottoman courts, and they're being forced to be tutored by an Islamic teacher, and, like, you know, Leda's not here for this at all. Like, she's yeah. here to learn about, okay, give me the history and the battle tactics of the Ottoman courts so I can learn later how to overthrow them. Whereas, like, Radu's yeah. very interested in all of it, but particularly about Islam. Like, he wants to learn more about yeah. it. 
Um, but Leda is very rude, <laughs> to say the least, to the tutor. And won't, you know, yeah. won't recite the five pillars of Islam when he wants her to or whatever. So what ends up happening is the tutor starts hurting Radu to get Leda mm-hmm. to answer correctly. And Leda makes the decision, like, she figures out, oh, if they figure out that Radu's a weakness, they're only going to hurt him more. And they're only going to have more control over us. So she pretends it doesn't bother her. And yeah. she just kind of lets it happen. More like from Radu's point of view, it's like he utterly betrayed her. Or like he, she utterly betrayed him. And like, yeah. she didn't care that he was hurting, but he didn't realize it was to protect her. And I want, or it was to protect him. And I liked how that event carried over for Radu for like the majority of the story. Because, mm-hmm. like, Leda had always promised that no one would hurt him besides her, but then she let that happen to him. But, yeah. like, I mean, it, it, to the point, like, I mean, it did shake his faith in her for a long time, but he still showed up when she acts. Well, not, it wasn't on accident. She meant to kill this guy, but she killed another person who seemed like they were going to assassinate Mehmed, but it was at a party. Mm-hmm. And he could have very well been just a foreign dignitary or somebody. No one could identify who it was. And she was probably going to be killed for killing that guy. Because it brought her yeah. back into the spotlight with the Sultan who had actually forgot about these kids that got ransom off to him. Yeah. And Ratty was kind of sitting here going like, well, I can save her or I can let her, let her die. And, he's, and all this time he's thinking about like how... Um, how she let that tutor hurt him and like you know should I just stand aside like she stood aside then but then he like walks up and like he uses all this stuff that he's learned for himself like he's learned how to um, to use for himself and just starts like charming the court and charming the sultan and basically throwing all of the attention off of Leda onto him but doing it in a way that makes mm-hmm. the Sultan interested in him and make him completely forget about this little issue. And it's yeah. something that furthered uh, furthered Radu's position and still saved Leda, but at the same time, like, he pretty much acknowledged, like, I'm just doing it because she's my sister. And I don't know, it was just, it yeah. was just such a, like, like, wonderfully gray, beautiful moment between these characters. Yeah. Um, like, because he even lied about, oh yeah, she's accepted Islam, and we're we're totally happy to be here. We're your humble citizens, and she's like sitting there being like, I will fucking kill you when I see you next. <laughs> but but she lets him do it, and such a beautiful, unique moment, and just shows like how complicated people are, and how events can drive them to do certain things, and how they can even like they can have that bad thought. And then still go against it and then do, like, the right thing anyway. Yeah. And I I liked that, like you were saying, he spent a lot of time leading up to that still feeling betrayed by her. Mm -hmm. And, like, both by that moment and also the moment when they're watching the, um, the, oh, what do you call it? When stars fall down. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) The meteor shower? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
Okay, bro, I'm sorry. When you said when you said when stars fall down, I instantly went to Labyrinth and the song when the stars fall down. So I was like, no, Labyrinth. <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> David Bowie. It's fine. But sorry. Oh, yeah, no, anyway, shower. That's it. Um. Yeah. When when the three of them are like having that wonderful like intimate moment at the meteor shower and stuff and then Leda just like basically ruins all of it by being very like mean and everything um he was also really upset with her about that because it was he finally found a balance where yeah Mehmed was one interested in Leda and two he was also kind of pulling them apart a little bit as like even Bogdan did and stuff like that but he finally found like a little core group and she just completely, like, turned into ash just by, you know, saying the shit that she was saying. And even still, being mad off of both of those things, like, the very next scene is him brushing out her hair for her. And I just, like, and in his mind, he's, like, angry at her while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so sweet, first of all, because she doesn't deserve you. <laughs> and second of all, it does, like, it really does mirror, like, how he continued to, like, handle his relationship with his sister even up to a point like that where her life was on the line and he was just like all right you said no one was gonna hurt me until you kill me so i guess i'll fucking save you from getting killed you dumb bitch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit more about the med because i like how they stumbled upon this kid while they were kids and he was mm-hmm. crying, and they didn't realize he was one of the Sultan's sons. And even after they find out, Leda doesn't give a shit. Like, at one point, she, like, pushes him down. And he's like, you can't do that. I'm the Sultan's son. And Leda's like, I just did, bitch. And, like, that's how they become yeah. friends. It's because, like, she doesn't care who he is. And meanwhile, Raddy's yeah. like, we're gonna die. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then they don't. Cause, and, like, Manda just always appreciated how... They never had to put on airs for each other, and they could just mm-hmm. be themselves. And they even call Mehmet out about how spoiled he is. Like, he will complain about something that is so, like, first world problem. And these two other yeah. kids are, like, literally being held captive in the court. Like, their lives could be forfeit any moment. And they're like, yeah, sure, Jan. Yeah, that sounds so hard for you. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and it was just such a beautiful little, like, friend group moment mm-hmm. um and i like yeah. i like the friendship between all all three of them a lot because it, it's something that that happens throughout most of the novel the the way that Mehmed goes to both of them like he goes to both of them to hash out like strategy and how to um take over the throne and how to uh, basically present himself to the Janissary so he'll be well-liked, and he always, like, takes both of them to account, and, like, Leda and Raddy always balance each other out. Like, they they have mm-hmm. different methods for doing things, but by coming together, they can work out a solid plan, which is, like, one of them might be too yeah. cautious, and the other one might be too extreme, but together, like, all three of them can plot. And I like how, like, Mehmet always tells Raddy that he's, like, his dearest friend, Mm-hmm. That he can always trust. Whereas, like, with with Leda, I don't think he obviously completely trusts her, but he slowly develops feelings for her and, like, so much respect yeah. for her to the point where he does act on those feelings. And I love how Leda never humored romance or courting 
or anything like that getting married and she still doesn't she's still determined like i'm not gonna get married but the second that mehmed kisses her and she kind of like realizes mehmed's becoming a man and she's becoming a woman i like how much that literally messed with her mind and it wasn't like it, yeah. it wasn't like an insta love situation like they kiss and suddenly they love each other so much like it was more like it was something that confused her because those were feelings she never thought she could have for somebody else and she doesn't know how mm-hmm. to deal with them like she doesn't know how to weigh that kind of like what if this relationship could work out with her like ultimate goal which is to get back home to Wallachia yeah. and like do right by Wallachia so i like how Basically, Mehmed kept trying to, like, seduce her into his bed, and they're like, I mean, she's like, we can, like, kiss and stuff, but that's all you're getting. So, Radu eventually realizes, like, he doesn't just love Mehmed as being, like, his friend. This is Mm -hmm. the man he would die for, and this is the man that actually, like, holds his heart captive, pretty much, to the point where... Yeah. Like, it's so... Because he doesn't think that Mehmed will ever return his field. It's like, he thinks, like, oh, this boy's straight and I'm not. This is an issue. He's more willing to stay by his side and help him and suffer for a relationship that will never happen than to ever be parted from him and to not know how he is. Even to the point where he then realizes that, like... You know, Mehmed and his sister are, like, kissing on the sly, and he obviously loves her. He's just, like, he's just still so willing to be, like, I'm still going to help him because I love him. And I was just, like, this is treacherous, and I'm here for every (laughs) second of this. (laughs) It's kind of funny you mentioned the romance, because I did have a note that was just, like, I really appreciated that her original, like, blood oath marriage with Bogdan was pretty much rooted, like, it was rooted in just, I don't know, kids being dumb kids, Uh and also she was just like, this is just a political move for me, bitch, ain't no feelings, and, like, I really, I loved that so much, because, like, even if Bogdan had felt more for her as much as you can at, like, 11, 12 years old, like, it's still, the scene was set in such a way, like, I always, growing up, I always had, like, one, at least one really close guy friend in my life that was, like, my best friend, Mm -hmm. and no matter what age I was, like, from the ages of, like, three to 15, when it's all inappropriate, to be honest, but especially when you're younger, I constantly had family members, family friends, or whoever constantly just being, like, oh my god, they have crushes on each other, blah, 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 and trying to, like, force and pressure this situation Mm -hmm. this like heteronormative like situation between these two kids that are just trying to be close Mm -hmm. and I really liked that that scene with her and Bogdan in the very beginning like on that mountain was like it was they had like they shared like a really funny kiss because they were just being doofy and they're like this is what you do right ha ha but like there was nothing rooted in this like we have to be this way or you know, we have to be in love now. It was literally just, like, they had a really strong friendship and bond. And, like, Leda did refer to him later as, like, her, her like, husband or whatever. But it was mostly because she knew that, like, what that really was was a desire to keep him in her life because he was someone that was loyal. Mm-hmm. And it was really the only connection that she was willing to acknowledge at that point. And I liked that it wasn't... These two 
fell in love when they were four, so that means that they're gonna be in love forever. Yeah. It was just kind of like, here's this... Which, I love Boy Meets World, but nobody else can be Cory no. and Topanga, and I'm gonna give them a pass for it's it. True. Like, it's just... <laughs> Because even that so, was a gradual procession, okay? <laughs> yes, it was, all right? <laughs> but and it was full of bumpy roads and mistakes. Yes. And, it was, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I just, I really appreciated that. So yeah, when Mayma came along and, like, you kind of see hints of her being like, I'm definitely kind of feeling something that I'm not used to, but she would very quickly, like you said, just be like, that's not gonna happen, and just, like, push it aside, yeah. and she's like, we're just gonna keep focusing on the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I, what I love, okay, so this, this is one point that's then gonna tie back to the other point I was gonna come back to, so here we go. I love how both Radu and, and Leda don't want to hear shit about Mehmet's harem. They don't want to know any of this shit. <laughs> Like, they find out he's already produced a son, and then he produces another son with another concubine, and they're like, uh, excuse me, por favor, what? Blindsided with this kind of, pretty much other life he has that they feel like, yeah. they're, like they're all supposed to be entitled to, but they, like, but they obviously can't. And part of them is like, well, Ahmed's just doing his duty as the sultan. But what do you mean he's got all these tricks? What do you mean he's producing kids? Like, they're, they're just kind of like, they don't want to acknowledge it, but it's like, it's so in front of their face that they can't help. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and it makes both of them jealous in different ways. And meanwhile, Mehmet is mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have a son. And then he just like changes the subject. <laughs> like he doesn't want, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a tricky situation for them to navigate. And that's part of why mm-hmm. Leda like pushes his sexual advances away so thoroughly. Like, like she, why she will only allow, um, basically, essentially, like making out and not like actual sex because to him, like, like, like in her point of view, it would be like equal to being his like prized concubine or something, which isn't what she wants. Like, she doesn't want that. She doesn't want to get pregnant. Or be trapped yeah. in this situation she that she thinks she can't get out of. And what's beautiful is is she's she's literally looking at it from like sex only benefits the male, not the woman. So the only pleasure I'm going to get is just in this making out process and the feelings I get when he looks at me in a certain way, but not with the mm-hmm. actual completion of the act until until she's sitting in that bath. With Nazira. Uh-huh. Because Nazira is marrying Radu. Because, like, Nazira is in love with Fantima. And she knows Radu has feelings for Mehmed. So they're doing a marriage of basically convenience. So Nazira can keep her father's lands. And still be with her love. And, and hopefully Radu can at least be close to his. But all the other yeah. women are there. Because they're totally convinced. This is a heterosexual marriage of love. And it's not. But the women start talking about the wedding night, talking to Nazir, like, make sure he knows how to please you and all this stuff. And that, that lights such a lightning bolt epiphany. She finds out about female pleasure is a thing in sex. And she goes to Mehmed and basically looks at him and asks, what have you done for women lately? <laughs> and he 
just like, what do you mean? He goes, with all your concubines, with the people producing your sons, what have you done for them lately? Did they enjoy it? What have you done for them other than give them a kid? What did you do? And trying to figure out if he knows how to, like, bring a woman to orgasm. And it's so funny because he never actually answers. That's the other thing about Leda that cracked me up is for all of her, like, strength, and all of the qualities she had, there were definitely a lot of moments she just fumbled right yeah. through. <laughs> like... Yeah, I I definitely really enjoyed this. Yeah. I had fun with it. I enjoyed this one. I will probably pick up the sequel at some point, because it just came out on paperback, too. Mm-hmm. And then the third one's going to mm-hmm. be out, so if I like the second one, then I can probably get the third one from the library. Do you wanna do you wanna close this out with our game or do you oh, wanna just close no, this no, out? No, no, we're closing it out with the game, my dude. I came prepared. <laughs> oh no! I came prepared. <laughs> okay. For once in my life, I didn't have to scramble to do this seconds before we hit record. Well, I gave you a cheat sheet, so that was my fault. Yeah, that was your your issue. <sighs> Everyone, it is our episode of Fuck Mary Kill, also known as Wed Bed and Be Head. It's our episode? Where Melody and I torture each We're other. We're just going to do an episode? It's our of... episode? Of... Did I say that? <laughs> you did. I was like, why are you saying that, you psycho? <laughs> oh, all right. Take fucking two. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is our game of Fuck Mary Kill, also known as Wed, bed, and be head, where Melody and I torture each other. Sexually. Would you like to go first, since sexually, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, since you're so ready to torture yep. me. <clears throat> okay, Jennifer. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. And maybe okay. you will, too. Wed, bed, and be head. Jesus. Uh-huh. Black-haired Inuyasha. Wow, okay. That's fine. Jim Halpert. <laughs> and Harry Hart. Shut up, you piece of shit. <laughs> you right. have to know, I was like Fine. giggling the whole time I made this list. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Two of these are husband material. How fucking dare you? <laughs> That's why we played the game. Ho, ho, ho. Alright, fine. Wed Harry. Bed Jim. And behead human in Yasha. Oh my god! <laughs> You're so mad. Alright, it's here. I've recorded it for the historical record. You don't need to record anything. I did. Melody. Mm-hmm. Wed, bed, and behead. Kurama. Ooh, okay. Uh, wait, like, like, wait, wait, wait. Regular Karama or Yoko Karama? I just need to know. Or do I get both? Is it a two-for-one deal? I'll let you choose. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, L oh, from Death Note. Oh. And Hisoka. I hate you. I went for all, I hate I you. Went for all the anime babes. <laughs> Those are my anime babes. <laughs> Mhm. 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 Just for the record. Yeah, it's. You just made a There's face. There's only one of them that I. 
I mean, you know, there's only one of them I don't. I'll never understand, but that's okay. Oh, L? Oh, I know. He's crazy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll fight you. <laughs> Okay, I have to think about this because this is a big commitment. Damn it. Hang on. Wed. Mm-hmm. Tell us who you'd wed, Melody. <sighs> well, Karama has a lot of charisma. I know. And also, like, the roses and everything. And then L is wonderful, but is definitely way more reserved. So it's like, which one do you want for the thrills? And which one do you want for the, I don't know. The chills. <laughs> the chills. That doesn't help. Well, no, it's, the it's, thrills. Like, it's like chill. It's like, it's like just chill out. Not chill oh, as okay, in like yeah, yeah. terror. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. The thrills and then the chills, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wed Karama. Because I mm. also have unlimited access to Yoko Karama as well. Which is also my brand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Bed Hisoka and behead L. Oh my god! I cannot believe you just did that. I can, but wow. I just, I just really dig Hisoka a lot. I think we'd have a good I time. I know what it is. I think we'd have a great time. You don't know anything. I do know things. I already told you. All of your crushes since the time we were ten have dotted line to Hisoka. <laughs> Anyway, I guess that's the end of our recording. That is it. Thanks for joining us to talk about our book. Hopefully you read it and we didn't just spoil the whole thing. Yay! (laughs) You're dumb if you were listening and you hadn't read it yet. Yay! (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you for listening. And if you would like to let us know what you're reading, what you would like for us to read even, or just like tell us what you're into right now so we can talk about it yeah, we, or leave us we some can questions. Be with our own choices all we want. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we would love yeah. to hear what you're up to. Feel free to email us at fimtrashpod at gmail or tweet us or tumblr us at fimtrashpod and we'll get back to you. Yeah, boy. <laughs>